This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 433, for the week of January 28th, 2018. What up, everyone? Welcome to Konzenshu. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite. Konzenshu. That's right. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. We got you back. Yes, you did get Somehow me back. Somehow we came back for more. Almost two months in between episodes. But as I said last time, technically the previous episode was in December. And technically this episode is in January. Oh, I like it. Yes. I'm not entirely sure. Just the way that 2018 shaped up uh, you know obviously we did our uh, predictions and all that kind of stuff at the the beginning of the year so it was tough it's like oh god we got thrown off a little bit i'm not entirely sure if we're going to end up doing this at the beginning of the month or at the end of the month we'll figure it out we'll let you know as we go my name is mike i occasionally go by vegeto ex please please just mike That's when you're fine. when you're committing crimes <laughs> when i'm committing crimes no when i'm committing crimes in vegerot ex <laughs> vegerot uh that's mary over there hey. hi i don't have an alias no you just go by mary yeah i'm living dangerous when i'm committing crimes i just use my name living dangerous watching gt <laughs> you know, uh, i have thoughts uh and that is our buddy jeff over there so it must indeed be another round of the gt review oh awesomeness indeed and when i commit crimes my nickname is baby <laughs> baby <laughs> my baby <laughs> <laughs> Just one time uncapitalized. So are you baby or are you baby? Capital, I am capital. Thank you very much. Capital baby. All right. Just want to make sure we get that uh, here for all time. I don't know, man. <laughs> We're a little bit loopy because it is GT time. So uh, for those of you playing along at home, what we like to do initially, it was our monthly manga review of awesomeness. We went through the entirety of the manga volume by volume, multiple perspectives, those who had read it, those who had read it in Japanese. Jeff, you were the one coming in with minor familiarity read through the entire manga for the first time effectively as a new fan we continued onward into gt and then we took a few years off just a few we came back we have resumed our dragon ball gt review of awesomeness we are covering episodes 19 through 22 of dragon ball gt so what we'll do is we'll uh we'll kind of recap what was going on in those episodes and we'll give our thoughts and that's pretty much how it goes around these parts we got mary and myself who we thought we had seen gt no nope. Realized that uh, as we were watching these, the last episode I had seen would have been the first one that we watched in this batch when yeah. Trunks gets turned into a slab mm-hmm. of metal. Because me being the Trunks fangirl at the time, I'm like, well, I have no reason to keep buying these episodes. Trunks not in it anymore. I was wrong. Just saying. And that's pretty much what is on tap for us this episode. That's all we're doing. It's all GT all the time here on Konzenshu. That's what we're doing this episode. Unless you have news or I anything important. No news. I, there actually hasn't been anything over the last week, which has been wow. great. We'll talk a little bit at the end of the show about some of the ongoing content we have on the website but otherwise i say gt episodes 19 through 22 let's go As we mentioned last time, we have a a couple ground rules here on the GT review of awesomeness. These apply pretty much just to Mary and I, uh, because it's not relevant to Jeff, who has not watched Dragon Ball Super, really knows nothing about Dragon Ball Super, except for the poster immediately across from him that he started asking me questions about. (laughs) Stop looking. I'm sorry. It's directly in front. But it's so colorful. It is so pretty. Uh, (laughs) Those eyes. (laughs) (laughs) The way we explained it was the GT review should have been done by the time Super existed. I think 
think it's important uh, and still can be done to review GT in a vacuum without comparing it to Super. Uh, that's something we can do actually in the coming months as Super comes to a close when we have a complete product that we can compare against a complete product. Uh, until that time, until we finish up the GT review of Awesomeness, we're just going to be reviewing GT as GT, as its own entity, uh, as it existed at the time. So uh, if you hear us not mention something about Super, it's not that we forgot that, is that we're very purposefully not doing that and because Jeff doesn't know anyway it doesn't apply to him there so what we're going to do is we're going to run down just a little bit of what happened in these episodes and then we're just going to chat them out it's a little bit of context where we last left our heroes we have been led to Gil's home planet everyone was ambushed Dragon Balls were stolen everyone was hooked up and analyzed they fought Mega Cannon Sigma Super Sigma and now Rilde is coming and that's where we begin here in episode 19 Dragon Ball GT episode 19 headed for battle the mightiest mutant Rilde Goku arrives back at where Trunks and Pan are by the spaceship. Rilde arrives and Pan actually lands some good hits on him, but it's it, it's nothing. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, Dr. Mew's total galaxy conquest operation is what's going on here, planning to take over the entire galaxy. Rilde fires a blast at Pan, but Trunks jumps in and gets frozen in whatever frozen in carbonite, and is teleported away. Pon flies off to find Trunks in the tower while Goku fights Rilde. Pon arrives just in time to see Trunks sent away. Gil is there, but she is forced out by something. She is completely removed from the building. We get our first real look at Mew's base, and that's where Trunks was sent. Goku and Rilde continue their fight. We'll hear that sentence quite a few times as we move through these episodes. Uh, the Kamehameha doesn't quite do it. Goku is caught by Mega Cannon Sigma, but he goes Super Saiyan. Rilde powers up with some circuits and stuff, and we have Hyper Mega Rilde. We move on to Dragon Ball GT Episode 20. Astonishing! A tidal wave of metal attacks Goku. Goku and Rilde continue their fight, destroying the countryside along the way. Pan keeps getting removed from this building over and over. Rilde goes all liquid metal and Goku gets stuck in the trees. Pan keeps going in, and then a robot commits suicide. <laughs> Very interesting point you picked up on. Yes. Turns out, Rilde is the planet itself, Planet M2. Dr. Mew has trunks, and he's analyzing Goku's fights. One of the defective robots actually takes care of the removal system, so Pan can stick around. And she corners Gil, but lots of robots come out with guns, and they turn the system back on. Pan is back outside again, but... She has a Dragon Ball. Goku and Rilde are still fighting. End episode 20. We move on to Dragon Ball GT episode 21. What's this? Goku turned into a metal slab. What's going to happen in this episode? No idea. Goku gets turned into a metal slab. Goku and Rilde keep fighting. <laughs> We have Robot Planet with a movie theater. They fight in the movie theater. Goku hides in the movie screen, and it's kind of weird. Pan comes back. She gets hit, and Goku gets captured too, so everyone's been turned to stone. And they all get transported to Dr. Mew. Gil is transported over as Mew is analyzing them. He's like, oh, welcome. You've done so well. You're here at just the right time. You get to see everything. But Gil starts interfering and fires a missile at Mew. First, he revives Goku. One robot, though, grabs Trunks and runs over to Mew with it. And they play keep away for a while into Trunks is shattered. Yeah. Trunks is dead. God, Trunks no. is no more. Except he's fine, I guess. Yay. Uh, Gil has apparently been a friend the whole time, and apparently there's a secret room, and apparently there's something in an incubator. And it's not Cell. And episode 21, we move on to Dragon Ball GT. Episode 22, Ambitions Exposed, the evil life form, Baby. Apparently there is something called Baby, <laughs> and it's something incubating that needs a perfect form. 
and Dr. Mew looks identical to Dr. Garrow. I think we've been here before. Gil apparently heard some rumors about something going on. Trunks tampered with the programming, apparently. Gil and Trunks had a secret conversation, apparently. apparently. Mew says, Saiyajin. And Baby wakes up, and Baby breaks out. But the three of them attack Baby, and he blows up, and everything's done, and Dragon Ball GT is over. Dr. Mew summons the spaceship, but a little pink thing goes up his leg as he walks his way in. And Dr. Mew takes off, and they just stand there and let him go, because they feel that he is not a threat anymore. But no! Baby bursts out from Dr. Mew. Baby is the master. He is the one who made Mew. And it has been Baby's plan this entire time. That brings Dragon Ball GT episode 22 to a close. Those are the four episodes of Dragon Ball GT that we are reviewing here on our episode. Let us start with episode 19, which is mostly Goku fighting Rilled. And that's the episode that ends with uh, him turning into hyper mega Rilled. Anything in particular about this episode that we want to bring up? I loved that the models and animation were like the A-team. Yeah, it seemed pretty good for most of episode 19, a little bit into 20. There were a couple decent scenes. Uh, Trunks getting frozen was one of them. Rilled did the... he fired his fist and then it came back around again and brought Goku right up into him. That was cool. That Goku, was actually pretty awesome. It was great. And Goku just smirks and just starts firing at him. Uh, everything in there was good. And just Goku looked amazing in this episode. Yeah. It's like, damn, they managed to draw him cool while still looking like a little kid. Because he's always looked like somewhat derpy. Not in a bad way. He's just like a little, little kid. But today he actually felt like, oh, you're kind of a badass. That's cool. We had some power conversations in this episode. Jokingly. <laughs> Mostly jokingly. We had the biggest key since Boo and Rilled says Goku is apparently. I'm just we're gonna say apparently over and over this episode because apparently things Plot just points. happen. Apparently Goku has only been using half his power. Do we have any blah, thoughts blah, blah. on the my, power comparison? My eyes couldn't stop rolling. It actually fell back out of my head. I had to pause and go pick him up off the floor. And we had just heard this before. We were getting quite a bit of this, and thankfully this was kind of the end of it for the span of episode. Yeah, it doesn't need it. Yeah. Felt the same way. It doesn't uh, need that dialogue. Like, the fights are passable enough on their own that we just don't need that dialogue. I want to go briefly to the next episode, episode 20. I felt there was a whole lot of nothing this episode. This, this episode the, could have not ex not existed and still been okay. Yeah, the, there was just the, the same thing over and over. Is Goku and Rilt fighting and, you know, Mew has trunks and he's analyzing Goku. There's nothing really going on there. The only thing that's really relevant is the pawn stuff. Yeah. And even then, I wish, like, it would have been more merged with, like, the previous episode. So just to kind of speed things along a bit, a little bit. Feel the same way. I mean, they had to have her keep going in and out for that plot point to even work. Like, you can't just do it once and, and have it stick. We're, we're talking about things that happened in this episode, but as we're watching it, I'm just going, nothing's actually happening other than here. Other than Rilled is becoming more powerful and you're seeing that, oh yeah, he's absorbing metal and now he's full on Terminator mode and yeah. now he's the planet and he's liquid metal. Okay. But beyond I, that, it was quite similar to episode 19. Yeah. yeah. What I have to tell you yeah. about 19 and 20. It follows a pattern that I really do not like, which is this thing is really cool. Why is it going on for a minute or more? Why are we getting this at a prolonged amount of time? Like the walls warping on pond was cool. Yeah, I didn't need it to last an entire minute just for her to end up outside and then have her go back and do it again and again. It seemed rather redundant to me. I think you needed it, but I not also, that many times. Though. No, definitely not. I think the number of times was appropriate. I just think the amount of contextual nothingness around everything 
was affecting it. I gotta say, I was mighty impressed that they did find different ways to animate the warping sequence. Yeah, to do something. They could have just easily recycled that animation over and over again, yeah, especially considering how complex it is. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There, there are a lot of neat animation tricks. Uh, they did some fast things with some of the liquid, but then I felt like they started falling back throughout these episodes on that kind of like slow growing animation, particularly with the metal stuff. Where it was looking like it was uh, um, like blurring. Blurry, growing. Like they, they did it well once and and then they're like, we can't. It's like their version of slow motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just weird with um, with Rild, especially bending metal. First of all, him saying, I can bend all the metal on this planet. This planet is me. For some reason, that was so unremarkable. It's just so unremarkable. You know what bugged me around that conversation? He said something like, as long as there's metal on this planet, I can take care of everything. And that to me sounded like a plot point of, oh, what if we melt all the metal on the planet? What if we blah, blah, blah. But nothing ever comes of that statement. No, and nothing does. I don't know if it's a purposeful red herring or just someone wrote something dumb. But not even that, but there's so many opportunities that could have happened to help Rild in his fight that he didn't take. Yeah. He instead does these grandoise big gestures that do absolutely nothing. And then just stands there for a while. Why did you grow like so many trees and just make this metal environment for Goku to just hop around it? How come he shoots the ground and everything turns to metal, but Goku standing on the ground doesn't turn metal with it? But the ship does. But the ship does. There are some things where it's like... I get it, but it either took some really weird directions or just things that seemed like pretty unnecessary. But that's just, I think, with him bending metal. When it comes to his actual fight with Goku and the kind of um, tactics that they used to battle each other, I actually really enjoyed that. There was in some these decent episodes. stuff. Like Definitely. we talked about, the, the, the flying fist was okay, he threw his fist at one. But then when it came back, everything around that was, was great. It was and, pretty and well memorable. Yeah. Definitely. And the Kamehameha was uh, actually really, I found that to be a, a good move. Although I was kind of hoping that he would teleport under the guy and do the Kamehameha. But of course, you know, it doesn't really have to happen here because this isn't Earth we're talking about. So he didn't have to shoot up in the sky. But I kind of would have not minded that that reference back to Z mm. just being a little cute Firing there at the planet yeah I guess we're gonna have a lot of things to go in and out around I do want to take a little bit to episode 21 here because this is the uh, trunk shattered episode and this just starts the whole things are just happening and they they explain it and it's sort of a sufficient explanation but definitely not enough for me see I disagree because I, I set the bar so low for GT that yeah. any semblance of an explanation I'm like oh Okay, you, you quasi answered this. I'm okay with that. The whole Trunks is actually okay was all right. Clearly, they're not going to get rid of Trunks. Twenty episodes into the show, he's he started the show. He's not going to go anywhere. Clearly, he's going to be okay. But the explanation around it, where oh, early on, Gil and I had a conversation, and he heard rumors about something. The whole thing is just really half baked to me. It was we got to get them over there. We got to wrap this up now. I'm okay with that though. Otherwise, I mean, what would you have wanted more? drawn out fighting i don't know how you resolve any of this. i was okay with it because it's like oh something happened and i don't want to fall asleep i feel like the easy thing they could have done was just blast dr mew through a door and then they end up in this secret room and wait what is that thing over there well let me ask what okay. happens to rild right because like 
he's fine no, to go to. Kind of nothing. Nothing. We don't see anything happen with Rild. It would have been nice if Rild, I don't know, were defeated somehow, because then at least that would have been an incentive for God, I them forgot to about get that. over to Planet Mew. So yeah. we just spent several episodes fighting Rild, and none of us can answer well, how that was resolved. Nothing. Did we all just like fall asleep on the job, or no, was that just very... Bleh? No, Goku and Pan got turned into slabs, and they got transported away, and well, I guess Rild is just a planet, so he's not going anywhere, and so he He's still just there. And so, well, I can't say that there's no warning for Mew because he's expecting them to come by as metal slabs. Right, and so right. it's not like he's surprised that they're there. It's, oh, this is wonderful. We can continue on yeah, with what we're doing. accomplished his mission. Thank you very much. But Great. what I was confused by mm-hmm. was how Mew was so distraught over Trunks being destroyed. Not destroyed, but shattered. The fake Trunks, if you will. Yeah, I mean, he wanted more data that he was throwing into Baby, but this is the kind of thing where it's like, well, you got Goku. You so got Goku? Why yeah, do you care about Trunks? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry, Mary. I care about Trunks. I do. I care. I do. So Mew is actually me. (laughs) I I guess it's like the the half sci and half human. Maybe some of that data is pretty good, too. Um, Maybe he's just a completionist. Yeah. The the whole thing. I I love the keep away game. I thought that was cute. Yeah, that was. As soon as they started doing that, you're like, something's going to happen, though, because this this can't work out in the end. Everything from that point to the end of the episode was how do we resolve this? Trunks is fine and they know things and let's go in this room over here. I just liked it and this is me being selfish. Like, oh, thank God Trunks gets to do something. That's a good point because I I think up to this point when it comes to this arc, Trunks has really just been not doing anything and he literally hasn't been around for two episodes since he's been frozen he's like i'm not only going to come back but i'm going to move the plot along thank god i need that that's trunks is his duty to to show up and move the plot along yes maybe that's why i like him all right well let's just go into kind of the final episode we're reviewing here 22 uh I, i guess we have this thing called baby can i ask you guys what the hell was going on in the room trunks is he didn't explicitly say he uploaded a virus Mew says something about, oh, I'm going to purge this virus. Trunks like, oh, I'm fucked with the programming, whatever. That's precisely what he said. Trunks said, I fucked with the programmers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the hell is going on in this room? Like, water's spurting out and non-key blasts are falling from the sky? Like meteors and Someone shit? Someone please tell me what is happening in this room. I don't know. I thought it was very abstract. I tried not to think about it too much because I found that I was uh, eating up too much mental real estate in my head. I was like, I just need to let it go and just accept that it's the scenery. All right, Jeff, help me out here. (laughs) Don't look at me. I'm as confused as you are. Although I will say that I think baby's introduction. God, I hate calling it that. But I mean, that's what it's theoretically called, I guess. There's no other name for it than baby. right? I mean, in the fan subs, I always knew it as Baby. Well, that's B-E-B-I. because but that is the word baby. Is I know, but it's yeah. the English word baby. Like in the original script, that's what they intended. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, I, I was kind of watching all these things happen and sort of not expecting, but hoping that I would get explanations for this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about what some of your predictions were as uh, we get to the oh boy of our coverage. Oh god, my darn predictions. You didn't have a whole lot. Can we just talk a little bit here? We're not quite yet. At some point, I think we'll have to talk about. So plan to eradicate the science not yet for now let's just talk about evil doctor with a mustache creating what we think is an artificial life form kind of thing that needs to achieve his perfect form in an incubator found and, by trunks and trunks is there <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny just mm, it's, I don't know, it's a guys. rehash for sure but i'm so desperate for plot at this point i was kind of okay with it 
Yeah. I was like, we're just going to barf so much plot points and exposition at you all at once that I'm kind of like, sure, give me what you got. We had been leading here for a while. I mean, our earliest mention was back in the lewd stuff. Uh, and we very slowly got our way here to Planet M2 with the Royals and Dr. Mew is actually in charge. Well, actually, his baby in charge. Which, by the way, I found very surprising because I haven't seen these episodes before. I was like, oh, I didn't know that he was in charge all See, along. This is the thing that I'm struggling with where I actually know everything that happened because you have to we've written about all this and it's just, i ain't never seen this it's just like yeah sure i've seen no i i don't think i've actually watched these couple episodes here i've definitely picked up a little bit after this but these few here actually leading up to baby himself uh i either never watched or watched with my eyes closed snoring so well, yeah that's where i think a lot of the problem exists here where it's like these major things are happening and i'm asking myself why should i care mm. exactly because there's no yeah emotional draw to things like oh Gil and Trunks have been cooperating this whole time first of all bullshit but like yeah you didn't fill me in on enough things for me to actually care it really feels like you were animating as you were coming up with the script and then had to figure something out you feel this because you've already animated yeah. this previous episode you don't have a chance to go back and put in details that could have led to this there was no foreshadowing for things like baby would for, it have worked i mean obviously it wouldn't have worked for the villains in universe but would it have worked for us if we got any kind of hint that something was going we on? needed foreshadowing we needed, it? we needed it because as soon as it came up that oh trunks is okay and he's walking down the staircase whatever that's a deus ex machina that well not really deus ex machina but that, it definitely felt like they got to a point in oh. this story where it was we need to start having actual story now and we have to do it real damn quick i think what i would have liked to have seen more of was when they're wrapping up that scene in episode 22 where they think baby's dead and mew is going off into his spaceship and the little pink thing crawls up into his leg and absorbs into his body or whatever. Like, I would yeah. have liked to have seen, I guess, more of that little type of thing happen in episodes 19 through 21 to kind of, to Jeff's point, make it seem more like everything Something. about this plot was like deliberately planned out from the onset. The only thing I could think of that did kind of get to that point, which still is yet to be explained as far as I can tell, is like the Dragon Balls randomly showing up to Pon. Gil... Got them out through the whatever. Yeah, it's just things are just happening at this point. So just to counter that, though, so you want everything overly explained to you? I feel, as Jeff was saying, we needed something Need just more. to tell us that something is going on. Yeah. Because I feel like the instant we get into Baby, it's like, oh, okay, here's the actual Here's story. the big bad. Here's where this is going. Right. We've had no indication of anything. That, all we've known is that Dr. Mew is there and he's doing bad he's stuff. He's making shit. Yeah. But we don't know what the overarching plan for anyone is. Like, we don't know what Mew's up to. And then to the prior point, we didn't know that they're, the heroes have actually had a plan this entire time, too. So as the viewers, we're left to your point again, Jeff, going, why should I care about anything that's happening right now? And Especially because it's constantly, Goku can just win if he just tries. Right. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. And in addition to that, though, if Gil and Trunks were coming up with this plan behind everybody's back, why bother? Like, why did they need to hide this from Pan and from Goku? Or well, Chuck's makes Goku a point know? of that. He actually says, oh, well, we knew that if we can trick you, Goku, we'd be we okay. It's like, is that, a, is that a compliment or an insult? I'm actually not sure. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. It's, like, it's easy to pull one over on this dude. So Unless it's fight say? related, in which case it would right. be difficult. I don't know. All right. So I guess let's talk a little bit more about all the baby stuff. Jeff, how do you feel about, okay, we've had the real big bad revealed, apparently? I'm so 
tired of this was my plan all along that by the time we got to that, I'm like, all right, I don't. So something's going to grow out a baby and be like, no, it was my plan all along. And then a thing's <laughs> going to fly out of that. Like he's going to spit on the ground and all of a sudden that thing's going to say, no, that was my plan all along. Yeah. And like more worlds are going to explode. Like I'm just, I'm getting over it. Like I just can't, I can't deal with all of this change. This is uh, a tough span of episodes. I think the previous ones were incredibly tough. Just- I think the previous ones were more tough. Yeah, that's what I I'm actually, saying. I got more out of these than I did the previous I, batch. I agree. I think the previous batch were the absolutely nothing is happening for 28 minutes at a time. This is things are, are slowly happening and we're getting to a head. Even if it's sloppy. It's very sloppy, but we're at least getting somewhere. And I wasn't like I was embarrassed sitting here watching these episodes with Jeff, but it wasn't as much as the previous batch of episodes. Yeah. Why? Because of like the quality it, of the episodes? It's just or? so bad. Like this is just so bad. This is not Dragon Ball. I can't feel incredibly super embarrassed because I had gone through the manga with you and we had that wonderful journey and you got a chance to experience everything that i truly love about dragon ball and here it's just like yeah man here's the worst of it crammed in like this this span of awfulness here's what everyone suffered through after toriyama decided that he you know was worthy of a break well it's but uh, to the to back up why that is and i can't say i mean obviously we're saying negative things about uh this span but at the same time i justify it because when you don't have toriyama specifically working with these characters i were the one charged with writing these episodes and toriyama's like yeah whatever i'll just approve it if i like it whatever Mm -hmm. you're gonna be pretty hesitant to do any sort of character exposition or growth when the person who originated these characters isn't the one who's setting the path forward for them that is true so you're so yes the the problem is yeah you're constrained and so what happens is you're using the characters for their appearance you could have put in completely different characters, called it a completely different series, and it would have been just as uh, valid. But because this is Dragon Ball characters, mm. okay, it fits within the franchise, but nothing really happens for them. And that's kind of been the pattern in GT, which is unfortunate because the beautiful thing about the manga or with the, the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z is that these characters are actually growing. There's some there's some actual yep. development yep. going yep. on. Pond's and, the only one that you get that opportunity with. That's true. She's, new. she's effectively a blank slate. I mean, yeah, she's at the end of the manga but she's three years old and there's it's over as soon as we get to meet her but i don't feel like she's actually getting anything out of this we don't see her maturing in any way even at the end her anger is still uncontrollable whatever right we We talked about that last time yeah and we don't see any maturity so she forgave gil though she didn't have to yeah i felt though that that was actually really shaky how she did that though where it was just like Oh, well, you did help us for this one thing, so I guess I like you now. And I was like, really? That's it? I mean, she was livid at this guy, and it just takes... And one of my predictions was, in order for Gil to be on the good side of all these guys, he has to have a damn good reason for it, which I guess sort of came true in these what episodes. What is the reason? Just that he's actually friends with them? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he said as much. He said, I'm not friends with you, Dr. Mew. I'm and, friends with them. Right, and they said... So you the can't thing- call it betrayal. They said the thing about his programming and he forgot all that. And as they got closer, like it started coming back. But I'm going to have so much amnesia when I get older. I don't know. These episodes, they're, they're tough. I'm glad we're at a point now where it's, I can say, here's where GT starts to find itself 
sorta, and at least has semblance of this is where the story is going to go from here. Uh, as we talked about in, in our previous episode with the uh, production interview stuff, they found themselves early on, they're like, oh, we can't just do the planet to planet stuff forever. That's going to get boring. So this is the turning point for GT. This is where it becomes a standard continuous Dragon Ball story from here on out. I wish I could have been in the room when they said that, though, and have been like, no, you can jump planets and have it be interesting. Actually, it would be great. It's it's called Dragon Quest, and they've been doing it forever. You go from town to town, and everything has a great self-contained story, and everyone grows, and God... <sighs> you just have to come up with a few ideas and just put them out, and then just, just an idea, like mind map. I mean, it's really not that hard. I'm very slowly making my way through Dragon Quest Seven, the 3DS release. Got it when it came out, played it for a while, put it down for a while. The game is perfectly set because it's it's through time on whatever world, if you want to call it Earth, whatever it is. Uh, you go back into the past, you fix things, you come back to the present, then you go to a completely different location in the world, you fix things in the past, you come back. And every time I go to a new place, I'm like, all right, what what's the story here? How am I going to be devastated by the end of this next tower? I'm going to be emotionally wrecked by the time I'm done with it. Like, that's what GT could... Not that I think Dragon Ball is going to be an emotionally wrecking story. I'm not looking to cry at the end of uh, every single Dragon Ball episode or arc. But to see... Now, Toriyama only does the character designs over on Dragon Quest, but I, I, I constantly point to Dragon Quest as they have these wonderful self-contained vignettes, but at the end, the characters really do grow and change and and lose things and learn things about themselves at the same time. And that's what GT was doing early on, but we were getting none of that. But Mike, funny enough, another Toriyama illustrated game that does the exact same thing you know the one chrono trigger, chrono trigger. Yeah, i feel yeah. the same way about that game well, chrono trigger is the best of the best you've got dragon quest staff you've got final fantasy staff you've got toriyama in there i mean it's it's sakaguchi hori and toriyama and umatsu not so much it's yasunori mitsuda so like it I think it's bad to compare anything against Chrono Trigger because Chrono Trigger is a masterpiece. Is, is a masterpiece on another level. Yeah, but, but I mean, but yes, uh, I think Chrono Trigger is the perfect entryway RPGs of of this fashion. We really deviated. God, can we just stop and talk about Chrono Trigger? I mean, we're we're in 1996 here. Can we just stop and talk about Chrono Trigger? <laughs> I'd be completely okay with this. Maybe that's why GT is so mediocre. Like I'm busy. I'm busy with this other thing. <laughs> no, I got it. I got. Go. No, seriously, can we stop and talk about it? <laughs> I'm due for a replay of that. What the yeah. hell were we even talking about at this point? We were talking about vignettes and yeah. planets, and that would have been better than trying to. You're saying that this is a turning point yes. of the show. But I, now, granted, I complain about all that, right? But yeah. at the same time, I'll be honest, I think. At the tail end of all of this, uh, I did feel that the stakes were sufficiently raised. I agree. They were, but I still didn't buy them. I did. I don't know why I feel differently. You know, I agree with that. I did, too. And I can't exactly explain why, because, uh, you know, yeah, I wasn't tagging along with the whole idea of um, we're keeping this a secret from everybody. Oh, hey, look, now it's this thing. Is it because we finally got, oh, no, Mew actually plans to take over the galaxy? Well, maybe it's because I actually didn't expect Mew to have been a facade. Like, I actually did not see that coming. That's like, so funny. I, 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 you never knew this. What's all, funny is that I'm like, I've time. seen that image before of Baby hovering over Mew. I just didn't realize that was him 
busting out of him. This is hysterical. I to didn't me. know that it's the year 2018, and Mary is only just finding out that Baby was the master the whole time. He was. This master. is amazing. It's so good. I am the Jeff of GT. <laughs> I'm like watching it for the first time, even though he's watching it for the first time too. Well, I also like, uh, and may have to. This may also be the reason why I feel a little bit stronger towards it. But I really did like the. I wouldn't say the animation itself, but the way that they drew everything, the way that things were lit, uh, the colors being used. There's some decent direction in GT. I, I like the, I like yeah. some of the settings too, like um, whatever planet Mew was on. I think his little citadel was pretty interestingly designed. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those typical things like the, the evil doctor's castle has kind of like an evil face on the outside. I, I guess I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> iconic, but it, it's cool at the same time. Uh, granted, I think I brought this up uh, right as we finished watching it, and there was some confusion. I'm hoping a listener can educate us on this. The last scene, uh, the capsule holding baby is pulling away. The reflection of the planet is there. But I thought that planet was wherever Rilde is. I didn't think that was Planet Mew. Is it Planet Mew? Is it Planet M2? Or is it the destination for wherever he's going? I thought it was M2. I thought so, too. I thought it was real, only because I thought that we had seen the outside of, of the planet a couple times before we got to M2. Yeah, yeah. So that's where my confusion comes in. I mean, what I would have preferred to have seen there, and maybe it actually was, and I just, I'm projecting, and that's where I know baby's going. I don't know if that's what we saw there. I think we needed a little something else there. Well, let's just talk about the the whole baby thing in general. Are are we excited to have our our true big bad? Yes and no. I mean, it's another villain that's like, "Oh, you're going after Saiyajin's Okay. Maybe there's you not. just pluralize a Japanese Saiyajin, plural? sorry. Anyway, the only one that really We say Saiyan here on this show now. I can't undo 20 years of I hear saying it one way I um, did. no matter what we say it makes people mad and that's the thing i love the most i love pissing people off anyway <laughs> it's another villain that's like i'm going after this race and i think it's been overdone but when well, i think about it objectively it's on. actually not that many they didn't actually say that no they didn't what we got was when Mew said saiyajin that's when baby woke up and then we got him saying more and more and then baby started getting angry we're saying this mary because you and i know things are we sure it wasn't said in the episodes i could have sworn it was said that uh, the purpose was to, well, oh, no, it wasn't that, that he was meant to eradicate the species. It was that he needed the species in order to get him to his perfect Right, form. and then Baby started talking more about how he, they're they're awful. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. All that jazz. Gotcha. Mm. What else? That movie theater. That movie theater, though. That's probably one of my favorite set pieces. I it loved was different. it. And Goku with the with the vending machines, with the juice. Oh, my that God, was the juice. Cute. <laughs> that was so cute with the juice. It was cute, but the whole thing was stupid, but that's also why I it liked was great. I like stupid because it was great. It was different. Yeah, it was refreshing, actually. And also how uh, Goku was hiding in the movie poster. I loved that. That was really adorable. That was It was super cute. I, I think we need more of that. Yeah, definitely. We had two or three moments like that in the episodes where all three of us were chuckling for like a good two, three seconds over just like things that shouldn't have been funny but were. So the best example I can think of <laughs> wait, was... Wait, wait, wait. Dragon Ball GT. We laughed for three seconds. This is one of them. So oh one was when the robot threw itself off the bridge. I think we all yeah. chuckled at that. <laughs> and the other that was one, great. The other was, the was when the robot punched the trunk slab and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're still laughing. When we got the fake... The, the flashback of uh, the, the big, I guess the real trunks at that point. Yeah. What was that? I don't know, but I loved it. I wanted more of that. 
But maybe it happens once per episode and that's enough. Oh my so God. three laugh out loud moments in the span of four episodes. That's I actually pretty good odds. Yeah, had four episodes, you laugh three times. Oh my <laughs> like God. Like legit laugh, not like, oh, hmm, I'm laughing on the inside, but not Gee, with my geez. eyes. What even are you? What else can we even <laughs> Can say? I just like loop that robot throwing itself off the bridge? It was great. He's constantly killing himself. So good. Over and over. I honestly have nothing else I can possibly say. I was mostly bored out of my mind. The second two episodes made up for the first two episodes. I think so. The but the first episode was so like on point with its character designs that I yeah. was like, ooh, I want to see the sexy Goku drawings. We had something good to look at every once in a while in that first episode, but it was still relatively boring. Uh, episode 20 was definitely the weakest yeah. bomb in the barrel here. I'd say the music, though, was pretty good in some of the cases. Yeah, here. can we talk about GT's music a little bit? If you insist. Uh, Tokunaga's score is different from Kikuchi's score. I go up and down over the years, and there's times I'm like, oh, I like this piece, and I wonder if I actually like the music or it's just that I know the music. And it's usually pieces that are reused. So, Jeff, there was a, a 10th anniversary movie that came out in 1996, uh, and it, it mostly uses the GT kind of color palette animation style. And also, the music in it was uh, Tokunaga's score, which is the same score in GT. It's actually a lot of the same pieces are used between GT and the movie itself. Uh, Dragon Ball GT never got a complete soundtrack release. It actually got no soundtrack release at all. Oh. Other than its uh, opening theme and the ending themes, obviously they got their own CD singles from the various bands and performers. But in terms of the background music, the only thing we ever got was a soundtrack to the 10th anniversary movie. So if there's music from GT that appeared on that soundtrack, that's all we have. So I think that soundtrack is 45 tracks. And one of them is the ending theme to the movie, which incidentally is also the opening theme to Dragon Ball GT. So uh, there's a couple pieces that do 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 and then there's the I, I think that one's off that soundtrack and then another one of my favorite pieces is the dun, 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 dun. and uh, one of the pieces we all were like oh this is a jaunty little tune but it's the it's just Hitori Janai it's the, the, the ending theme being reused as a piece of background music but uh, taking it back <laughs> so the music in general you said oh yeah I like the music a little bit I did and I think that uh, I found it interesting when you were telling me about that one song that apparently the group that did it does it in a number of different ways. Oh, this is the thing I, I just learned. So uh, over on our forum, uh, Magic Box put up a thread about, uh, all right, here's the GT songs. Uh, I know there are a couple different versions of them. One of my favorites from many, many years ago, uh, Dean, who does Hitori and I, I'm Not Alone, uh, the first ending theme to the series. They put out a Bossa Nova version of the song, which I love. I picked up that CD forever ago. Um, and so Magic Box is just like, are there any other versions of the songs that the bands did? I'm like, I don't really think so. I'm pretty sure I know them all. So I just did a little search over on Amazon Japan. Oh my God, Dean has been exploiting this song heavily for the last 10 years. They did a ska version a couple of years ago. and I can picture that. A triangle arrangement version. So they're really cashing in on this. Uh, this is something that I talked about uh, with Kerberfer, Chris, quite some time ago here on the podcast. We talked about what is Dragon Ball music? What makes a Dragon Ball music score? And something that we talked about with the, the previous series was in Dragon Ball, they would use uh, the Makafushiki adventure motif within the score. They would use Romantic Agario in the score and throughout 
Dragon Ball Z. We got Head Cha La jingles, uh, the recap music, the preview music. They would be variations of the theme songs. But even in just the show itself, we would get jingles of the theme songs. And throughout GT, we get variations on the theme, Hitori Janai. I, I think that lends it an identity. I think that is essential to Dragon Ball. I think you need that for the show to really feel like itself, uh, like Dragon Ball and when we get that reinforced in the background music, um, I, th- I think that's super important. It's necessary here. And when it shows up, um, you know, it makes me smile. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the GT song. We're getting it in GT itself. That's great. It's not just a song that a band did. And I think that's what makes these four episodes work really well is that technically they work well. I think the animation was pretty good throughout the span of these episodes um i didn't see anything i i think actually in 19 i was sort of uh a little not weary but i was i was looking at some of the animation and saying that looked kind of weird but there's other parts where it was really good i think the technicality behind it looks great it's just what's happening in there the writing that just doesn't feel like it's solidified as much as the music and the animation i think by that point you've got these seasoned guys who can do this stuff with their eyes closed and they're doing their best because that's just what they know how to do. That's the thing about the staff is that it's just a continuation of everyone that we've Yeah, there's had. a few things that I would see in the animation and be like, oh, that looks very Boo arc. Yeah, like, it's yeah. very clear that these are the same dudes. Yeah. Like, they're still in their element. They're just being given garbage to work with, to work basically. With. Yeah, yeah. I know I mentioned this, and Jeff, this is going to mean nothing to you, and I'm not going outside of GT here. Uh, again, because I apparently slept through these episodes, but Rild's final form... If I don't remember that, any of that. No. He looks exactly like Ishin Ra, and I'm like, they not doing much with the character designs throughout this show. I mean, clearly, Dr. Mew is a prime example. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, it's a shame. I think Nakatsuru does some interesting stuff, and we're going to see some... Good work from him. Oh, God, what episode is it? Uh, I'm blanking on when it happens, but we'll get to it in due time. Uh, A certain design. What else do we want to say about these episodes? Jeff, of course, we have to check in on what your predictions were last time. We'll we'll see how you did, and then we'll make new ones. But before then, anyone else have anything? I've got something. Go for it. Super Mega Cannon. No, I got the name wrong. Mega Cannon or Super Cannon? (laughs) Oh, God. So Mega Super Cannon? (laughs) Is it Mega Super? I don't think it was. It's Mega Cannon (laughs) Sigma. Okay. And then there's... Super Sigma, and then there's Hyper Mega Rilled, whatever. Okay, so Mega Cannon. The robots that are back. Yeah, didn't Goku blast them off? I guess they're back. For a split second. Yeah. Only for Rilled to absorb them. Yeah, Rilled. You know what that reminded me a lot of was Movie 7, yes. where the circuits are going yep, into yep, his head yep. and stuff. Yeah, I see what you guys did there. Yeah, but if he controls the planet, what was the point? Maybe well, that was a catalyst for being the planet. Dragon Ball GT. What is the point of anything, Jeff? Okay. Tagline. All right. So these episodes, I am treating as like turning a page because I'm actually legit kind of excited to see where the next four episodes lead us because I know it's not Goku fighting Rilled. Yeah. And then Goku's going to fight Rilled because obviously they're not going to start fighting Baby immediately. Right. Like, I, I don't think that's going to... I'm sorry, yeah. we're getting into prediction territory. Yeah, because he's going off somewhere. So I'm like, okay, so and something... And they don't think he's an issue. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, clearly you don't have a fight immediately ahead of you. So therefore, I'm excited. So what happens? Yeah. yeah. All right. I need something explained to me. Yeah. In episode 20, the walls close in on Pon. Yep. Sending her outside. Yep. As it happens, we see... Stuff comes out. Yes. We see Dragon Balls. Yes. We see a metal 
Yeah, Gil's Metal. Gil's Metal. So I but, was super confused, especially because they're like, and we got the Dragon Balls now. I'm like, I, no, no, no. I, I think they, Pond only one, has one. One Dragon Ball. She, she said, I have a Dragon Ball. Yeah. I was like, but I saw a number of yeah. them when the walls closed. What super happened to the unclear. other ones? Yeah. So what's, huh? so I, I don't know. And uh, the metal was kind of like this cute gesture of, I think, symbolic. That, of just here, I'm the one who's helping you. Yes. Like, like, like Gil is actually showing, no, 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 you've got it wrong. I'm actually helping you. Yeah. Here's some way that I can show that because the whole time he's been hesitating to say anything. So I did kind of like that one piece where, uh, yeah, they were hiding everything from Pawn. That's the kind of foreshadowing I was sort of alluding to with other things. It wasn't enough. It wasn't foreshadowing because it was as everything was happening. So. Yeah, true. But I do like that at least that little element was there. But now I'm really super confused about these Dragon Balls and where they are. Me too. I actually am too. I was confused as it was happening and I was too chicken to say anything because I thought it would resolve itself. (laughs) Like, okay, don't ask questions. It's going to resolve itself. Don't ask questions. Mary, do you know how many times I wrote a note down and then had to erase it because they were just about to explain it? (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like, oh, have faith. They're going to explain it to you, except in the case where they showed things and then didn't. Pretty much. But I think that's a perfect segue into the predictions for next time, isn't it? Yeah, which we we just re-listened to. Jeff, your predictions from last month here on the show. Uh, You said Rilled's going to get Rilled. And yeah, but... Well, we're not sure. As we also talked about, well, apparently the the plan is just there and Rilled's still there. And didn't even like teleport over to Mew or anything? I mean, I guess not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You said Mew's going to be fine. We got there and like, yeah, we got there and I was wrong. Sort of. Not really. <laughs> Mew was fine that time until the, the, end. the baby stuff. Uh, you talked a little bit how Gil is going to come around again. You actually thought Rild had something on Gil, uh, but it turns out not really related to Rild in any way. No, it wasn't just their own planning that we could not have ever foreseen ever. And so nope. here it is randomly. <laughs> oh, look, they're working it. Come on. Yeah, no, I, I say I get of, of all the places where I'm wrong. I say that one I get a pass because who else could have seen? Yeah, that? yeah. 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 So then that goes to my predictions for this time, right? Yeah. So let's hear about it. We're at the point now, again, a perfect Tony, a perfect turning point for the series. Uh, baby has burst forth. The heroes don't actually know this. They think Dr. Mew is just flying off to do nothing. They have no faith in him. We don't know where they're going, what their plans are at this point. They just have Gil back with them. So, Jeff, your predictions for episode 23 onward. Yeah, well, I have some fatigue with these planets that we've been dealing with and these characters. So I just yeah. want this thing to end. I don't want to have Baby be involved right now. Okay. If Baby flies away and we don't see him again for a couple of episodes, I'm fine with that that. all right um we had the question of well what about the spaceship because it's covered in metal and gil's got that gil's got the wand don't worry about it so i think that's going to resolve but if they have to go back to the other planet to get the spaceship then they're going to run back into rill well here's the thing so they still need all seven ultimate dragon balls because remember this is the underlying plot right now is that they've made a wish with these ultimate Dragon Balls, the Black Star Dragon Balls. Uh, The planet Earth is going to explode unless they regather these. They still don't have all of the Dragon Balls. So I don't think those balls are with Baby. I think they're still with Rild. And so that means they have to go back there. Back to M2. Because they got to get their ship anyway. True. They they have to go to M2 because that's where the ship is. Okay. Right. So uh, there's going to have to be a fight with Rild. I mean, there's no way around it. Rild is the planet. We're back. Yeah. So we're back to that again. And I'm not looking forward to it, but I wanted to resolve quickly. I will predict that. Oh, God. I predict that it will happen quickly. Maybe one episode where 
Something's got to happen with Rild. He's got to die somehow because there's no way this metal being that controls the whole planet is going to let these guys go without a fight. So I feel like Goku's going to probably fight him and maybe fight to the death and they get in the ship and the plant blows up by the time you see the spaceship fly. You know how it is where yeah, it's like the, sure. fl- the spaceship's coming towards you, but the planet explodes in the background. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I would hope that's to get or hey, maybe the wand, right? Let's get the wand to get rid of the entire planet because it's all metal. Kill That'd destroys be- his home planet. Right? I mean, come on. That'd be kind of crazy. Uh, So do I think the whole planet will will be destroyed? Uh, You know, realistically, no. I would just say that something happens to Rild. He's no longer in the picture. Maybe he just disappears, dies, whatever. Anyway, he's out of the picture. They fly off and go do adventures elsewhere. Well, adventures elsewhere. Well, yeah, because... uh, Where do our heroes go? Well, Gil's got the dragon radar still. Yep. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to get the dragon balls back from... They just got to take care of that. They got to take care of that. They're going to get it. And so they just look at Gil and go, all right, where's the next one? We don't have to worry about baby for now. That's where you want to leave it is we got to still take care of M2 a little bit and get our spaceship and do some dragon ball hunting. So if M2 is where Rild is, what planet was Mew on? You know what? That's a great question. Was he on M2 but just... No, because they teleported from the tower on M2. And they said it's a different planet. Mm -hmm. They did specifically say a different planet, but I don't know if we ever got the the planet name. Name of it. Yeah. Planet Dr. Mew. So maybe uh, I think I've then been saying the wrong planet name. Or I've well, you've been saying Rilt, which is M2. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. If you listen back to this and it's like all off, it's my fault. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that, Mike. I think okay. that's all there is to it. I guess we got to leave it there. Uh, I'm looking at the episode list. I'm not entirely sure how many episodes we're going to do next time, but we will certainly pick up with episode 23. So just stay tuned over the next couple of weeks. We'll let you know. Uh, exactly how many episodes we're going to be covering uh, in February at some point. It's obviously not going to be early February. It'll be probably sometime mid or later February by the time we get to it. Uh, so that was uh, our episode of our podcast, our next Dragon Ball GT review of awesome. And we lived to tell about it. We made it. Did we? I feel alive. <laughs> that, that was not the statement and delivery of someone who feels alive. <laughs> Mike, I am filled with pizza. I am also filled with pizza. I, I guess that's what's doing it. Uh, Jeff, I guess let's say goodbye to you. Tell us what's going on with Lo-Fi right now as we're talking. Uh, people already heard the Solid State Survivor episode because I threw it in the feed. They had to listen to it. Yes, we have done our Yellow Magic Orchestra episode. But next on the show, we're going to be reviewing Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, one of the best-selling albums of all time, currently number 10 in the list worldwide, I believe. So that should be an exciting episode. You can find our podcast on Reddit. It's slash r slash low fidelity there. We also have our website, lowfidelity.info. can give you plenty of information there. You can follow us on Twitter at LoFi Podcast. And we have our YouTube channel as well. Just search low fidelity there. You'll find it. Yeah. You like Jeff? You like music? Give it a listen. And Mike, too, if you like Mike. And I'm there. I don't care if you like me one way or the other. I just, I just hope you like Jeff. Well, thank you. But it's a very fun episode. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mary, you're there. I am here. How you doing? I'm not too active right now, but I got shit on the interwebs. Nothing going on? No, I really, I don't have much going on lately. That's okay. It is okay. It's okay to not be on the internet. I Let love me tell it. you about I'm probably that. happier that way. Probably. You can still find Temple of Trunks. Wow, this just got no, real dark. No, no, no. I will say this, though. The fact that I still keep Temple of Trunks online, like, pays its worth in happiness because I, I get the occasional email and I got one last week of someone who was like, oh my God, I just randomly Googled for Temple of Trunks and I can't believe the site is still, still online. There. Thank you very much. And it's stuff like that that makes me glad. I just leave it there. I have no reason not to. We were a part of the youth of many people. The youth gone wild. 
You had a really interesting tweet, too, uh, related to that with a guy who mentioned... Oh, yeah, I was asking about some AMVs, which I'm sorry, Ben, I didn't get around to uh, encoding proper, find M- proper MP4s of some of the videos. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff was asking specifically Mary about our Trigun video, which was 2002. Jesus. Which, yeah, the, M- the MPEG-1 is still available for download. Uh, I still have all the master, the lagariths of everything, <laughs> and definitely MPEG-2 masters of everything. I do some new encodes. But yeah, people are saying like, I'm turning 30. I'm in my 30s. I've been following you guys for half my life, over half my life. That that honestly does mean a lot to me. It's great that this is what I said, that we've been able to grow up into adults through space and time, come together over these common things. I love that. Template Trunks is 20 years also. Exactly. Doing this for so long. People tuning in, being mad about your Vegeta feature film appearances. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I got inspired by one of your tweets, Mike, where you're talking about like how old your site was. And I thought, well, let me go back at my site and look at like my, my old updates. And yeah, granted, don't do that. Don't well, ever do that. Oh, I did because it's like reading a different person. I was yeah. reading my updates. I'm like, who is this person? This is not me. I was really angry and, yeah. and defensive yeah, and horrible it. grammar, which is very unlike me. But then when I think about that post in particular, I was like, okay, I was 19, probably still too old to be acting like that, but still pretty freaking young to be an idiot. You know what? The older I get and people don't want to hear this, I think 19 is still kind of a baby. You're still kind of a baby. You're still kind of a baby when you're 25, let's be honest. Yeah. I agree with that. I still feel like a baby and I'm crushing old. I'm old. You're not going to get any dissenting opinions from me. I'll tell you that much. It was just fascinating just to see like, wow. We've all been there. The the point is that you recognize it. Self-awareness is half the battle. You have some growth and you have some maturity and, and you reflect on that and you decide, what do I want to do with this? Look, what what have I done? What can I go on to accomplish? And what can I leave How can behind? I not be that person? Yeah. And this is what I ask of GT. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jeff, thanks. You want to bring things back around again. GT, what can you do? What can you what do What can you do for me, GT? Accomplish? What have you done for me lately, GT? Where well, are we going? How are you proceeding with this? Are I you will, maturing? I will tell you what you've done for me lately, GT, is you've kept me away from fighters. God damn. And, and this is what I want to circle back to, like when we first started off this evening of watchings. Yes. I was like, so could have been doing all the cool kids are playing anything. fighters. All the cool kids are watching Super. We're what are we watching doing? GT because we are fucking boss. And on that note, kids, stay in school. <laughs> uh, winners don't do drugs. Winners don't do drugs. So over on Consensus right now, we've been keeping up with uh, so the official Dragon Ball website in Japan is doing Monday through Friday weekday updates. The nearly complete works of Akira Toriyama, where it's someone blindfolded, throws a dart at a dartboard, and it's like, uh, Toriyama drew a picture in 1987. Put that one up today. Next dart. Toriyama did an interview in 2014. Don't actually say anything about the interview. Just put up a small thumbnail from that interview. Uh, So what we're doing is we've decided we're going to completely one up at this point. We're about 10 upping the official website. Whatever they're putting up, we're giving you way more than they can possibly give. The most recent one was here's Toriyama's uh, box art illustration from Dragon Quest 2. Like, you know what? That's fine. Here are all the weekly comments of Toriyama talking about working on and playing Dragon Quest. Here are all the cameo appearances in the manga from Dragon Quest 2 villains in the background. You guys are nuts. At the 22nd Tenka Ichi Budokai. So, you know what? Bring it, official website. <laughs> they need to hire you people. With your horrible JPEG artifacting and your low resolution. and They're so bad. They're so bad. How does an official website... This is something I... I, I... 
I tweeted about a, a while ago is uh, I think it was V Jump's website. Uh, they were talking about uh, the latest volume of Super, the collected edition, volume four that was coming out, and they put up a page from it. I'm looking at it and I'm going, I can see the back of the prior page. Uh-huh. <laughs> why are you scanning the manga? You are V Jump. You are Shueisha. You are own the official digital masters of this manga. So clearly some very underpaid board worker was tasked with putting up this text up rather than doing it the right way. It's like, or or also it was like, my boss boss isn't in today. I I guess I got to go scan the issue of V jump off the shelf today because what else am I going to do? I have to put it up by noon. What, what do I do? I love these little scenarios you've worked out. (laughs) Speaking of making up scenarios on the internet. Oh, love it. So that's what we got going on at Konzenshu right now. I think that's going to bring our podcast episode to a close. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Mary. I have been Mike. That has been Jeff and continues to be Jeff. That has been Mary and continues to be Mary. I have been Mike. I continue to be Mike. Thank you. You can find us www.kanzenshuu.com that is kanzenshu.com this was episode 433 of our podcast at the site we'll see you next time for 434 I have Kieran confirmed to do our initial impressions on Dragon Ball (gasps) Fighters oh nice I was hoping um, you'd get him. Are you interested? I mean, I have to play the damn game. That's true. We I am have... knee deep in Zelda and I can't pull away. No, you're late to the party there. But I know. You're also perpetually at that party and never leaving that party. <laughs> so you I'm said, the house guest that never leaves this party. You said link to the party. <laughs> Did I say link to the party? We'll have, to roll the... back the tape. What, what did we say? I heard, I heard late to the party. I heard late to the party. You heard late to the party. I was like link to the faster. You trying to do that? What? That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> what was I getting that? Right. So I don't know if we'll talk fighters next week. Uh, we'll see. We're, we're trying to stick with our weekly schedule of the podcast here in 2018. Newfound focus, getting back into the groove of things. Everyone's healthy right now. We'll see if the flu takes out the entire staff. And Dragon Ball's making a lot of money. <laughs> Dragon Ball's making a lot of money. Are we making a lot of money? We're, we're seeing... Uh, Are we getting trickle-down economics when, with like this bounty <laughs> that Dragon Ball Super is making right now? Yes, Mr. Reagan. We are seeing the trickle-down effects of... Bondi Nobco. I have not at, seen a single check. I I've seen a lot of bills. I haven't seen many checks here at Consensu East. Consensu um, East. Well, some of the bills go to Consensu Midwest, but most of them come to Consensu East. Well, then, I keep trying to end the episode, but y'all keep being funny. So That's what we do. I just say y'all. Yeah. Yes. Go back, go back like to Consensu West. <laughs> I don't think Heath says y'all. All All right, are we done, guys? I think so. I'm good. Tapped out. (laughs) Yep. For sure. Jeff, we've done a lot of podcast recording over the last couple of weeks. Oh, yes, so we have. Give her voices a little bit of a rest here. Uh, Consensu.com said all that. Go to the website. Go to all the social medias. We're, we're everywhere that you need to be. We're in your ears right now. Can't wait. Mary's yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> she does that to people. Can't wait to uh, chat with you next time. See you then. Bye-bye. is there we go uh mike talking uh let's start with jeff hello baby my baby my baby mary my precious baby my precious baby